0: It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. Ah, made it to Wednesday, hump day. Welcome into Spears on Sports. Presented by M&M Carnage, John Spears in studio. No Tony Burke today. He thought golfing was more important than hanging out and doing the show with me. All right. I know where I rank. It is Wednesday, May 11th. The m M&M and hotline is open, 502-384-1450. To join in on the conversation, 384-1450. The Thornton's text line open as well, 414-1450. Don't forget Thornton's. It's the perfect stop for all the best pick-me-up items you need to get your day started, like fresh coffee, delicious donuts. Don't forget to stop and visit our friends at Thornton's. And hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. A lot to talk about uh, today, including NBA basketball. The Miami Heat-Phoenix Suns put it on their opponents last night. They both have a 3-2 lead in their series. They were mismatches, a 35-point win for Miami, a 30-point win for Phoenix. And you get the sense that the – and we do this all the time. This series is now over, right? Miami has a 3-2 lead over Philly. James Harden went back to being bad James Harden. Uh, Joel Embiid is fighting through a fracture. That every time his anybody gets near his face, he's in pain. Uh, Jimmy Butler playing well. Bam out of bio. Tyler Hero, it's over, right? Not so fast, because I say this all the time: you get to a game seven, anybody can win a game seven. If Philadelphia. Wins at home tomorrow night, we will have a Game 7 in Miami. Miami's undefeated at home in the playoffs. I don't care. Game 7s are different. Phoenix 110, Dallas 80 last night. Again, you say the same thing. You're watching that game, especially that second half. Dallas has no chance, right? Be careful. Be careful because they go to Dallas tomorrow night, and if Dallas can win and they're 2-0 at home in this series, all of a sudden, it's a Game 7. We'll talk more NBA. Two more games tonight. Uh, Golden State looks to close out Memphis. No Ja Morant again. Uh, that has, that's killed Memphis here. Let's be honest about it. It's killed them. They had a chance to win Game 4 in Golden State, but at the end, they didn't have their leader. And not going to have him tonight. Golden State is now a four-point favorite on the road. Milwaukee and Boston, that series tied at two games. Back in the TD Garden in Boston tonight. Celtics are five-and-a-half-point favorite. I'll give you a couple winners. That's what I do. I gave you two winners last night. I took both favorites, and those were stress-free gambling victories. The NFL broadcast teams are set. CBS, NBC, ESPN, Fox, Amazon Prime, they're all set. The number one NFL broadcast team on each site, on each broadcast partner, if you had to pick one broadcast team to call a game you're watching, who you got? I'm going to give you those options later on in the show. Bats baseball. Uh, Bats lost to Toledo 8-1 to last night. They're back on the air tonight, 635. First pitch, 6.05 pregame with uh, our buddy Nick Curran and Jim Kelch. We begin today with baseball. I don't usually begin with baseball. I usually end the hour with baseball. But last night's California, oh, I'm sorry, Anaheim, oh, I'm sorry, Los Angeles Angels victory over the Tampa Bay Rays was a special, special game to watch. And not only that, it is without question the most entertaining 12 to nothing game I've ever seen in the history of my life. Yes, it's a long and storied history, but it is the most entertaining game I've ever seen. Reed Detmers, former Louisville pitcher, rookie, technically a rookie, even though he pitched some last year, threw a no-hitter at the, age, at the ripe old age of 22 last night against the Tampa Bay Rays, a really good-hitting team. Why was this game so entertaining? Well, uh, Mike Trout hit a couple of homers. That never hurts. Obviously, there's a no-hitter involved here, so you're, the last two innings, maybe three innings, you're, you're sort of on the edge of your seat with every pitch. Reed Detmers, there was no indication this was coming, right? No indication at all. In his professional major league career, he was 2-4 and four with a 633 earner on average coming into the game. It was his 11th big league start. He threw 108 pitches. Here's here's a stat that I saw, and I was there. The last time Reed Detmers recorded an out in the seventh inning or later was June 7th, 2019. Were you there? I was there. It was a NCAA regional game at Patterson Stadium against East Carolina. That's the last time he got an out in the seventh inning or later. That's incredible. It's the 12th no-hitter in Angels history. And there are, again, a number of things that made this game great. And, look, it was 8-0 after the third inning. So this game was over. There were two games last night that I was riveted by. The Detmers no-hitter, and look, if it's not Reed Detmers, a Louisville product, University of Louisville product, I'm not watching. I'm checking in on it, just like I was checking in on Justin Verlander last night. The Astros beat Minnesota 5-0, Verlander took a no-hitter into the eighth inning. Twins ended up getting a couple of hits, so I'm, I'm not watching anymore. But I'm checking in on that game, but I'm not riveted by that game because it's not a guy that I'm invested in or that I watched in college or that I care to see whatever what happens. Justin Verlander's throwing no-hitters. I don't care if he throws another no-hitter. If Reed Detmers can throw a no-hitter in this town, it's news. In Louisville, it's news. So I'm watching that one. I'm also finishing watching the uh, Yankees-Blue Jays game. Another fantastic game. Fantastic finish. Umpires tried to ruin it. Sort of did ruin it. I'll get to that. All right, so Anaheim last night. You're in Anaheim. It is Shohei Ohtani bobblehead night. Now, it's a Tuesday night in Anaheim against the Tampa Bay Rays. Yes, the Angels are in first place. I told you they were going to be, so that's not a surprise to me. Yes, the Angels are in first place, but what kind of crowd are you going to get on a Wednesday night with Reed Detmers pitching, a Tuesday night, with Reed Detmers pitching against Tampa Bay? mid Middle of the week game, not a not a rivalry game. It's not like the Dodgers are in town. It's not like you're playing the Astros. It's Tampa Bay, 39,313 last night. Why? Because Shohei Otani was getting his most valuable player award from last season in the pregame, and it was Shohei Otani bobblehead night. I got a few bobbleheads on my uh, TV stand at home. I got a Kaywood Ledford. This is going to sound weird, but I got a Justin Timberlake bobblehead. I got a Kyle Macy bobblehead. My daughter's name Macy. I mean, I got a few. Got a Johnny Bench. I got a few. I'm not bobblehead crazy. There are people that are bobblehead crazy, but the bobblehead crazy people went to the Angels game last night. So you got a big crowd. Got a, a larger-than-normal weeknight crowd. It's Otani bobblehead night. Mike Trout knocked hits a couple of bombs, one into the rocks in dead center field. Then in a game where you go to the 8th inning and it's eight nothing still. Trout hits a two-run homer. The Tampa Bay Rays go to their outfielder Brett Phillips and bring him in to pitch. Now you see this all the time in a blowout game. Manager doesn't want to use his bullpen anymore. He wants to save his bullpen arms. The game's over. It's 10 to nothing. Whatever the score is, You go find a position player who can just throw the ball over the plate. He doesn't have to throw it 90 miles an hour. In fact, he probably can't throw it 90 miles an hour. So, Brett Phillips comes in. It's the bottom of the eighth. Otani gets on base. And Anthony Rendon comes up. Now, the only reason I'm watching this game at this point is because Reed Detmers has a no-hitter going. I've got the MLB extra innings package. Usually I got six to eight games going at a time. But I I put this game on in the seventh inning. I said, I'm going to watch the rest of this game. So here we are in the bottom of the eighth. Or I'm going to watch this game until somebody gets a hit off of uh, Reed Detmers. Trout hits his second homer. Okay, that's cool. Phillips comes in to pitch for Tampa Bay, an outfielder. And Anthony Rendon, third baseman for the Angels, comes up. He's a right-handed hitter, right? And I don't know why more guys don't do this because I think it's, it's more fun. He decides he's going to bat left-handed. He's never batted left-handed in his career. I think you know what's coming here. I think you know what's coming. Brett Phillips throws about a 78-mile-an-hour fastball, lower half of the strike zone, and Anthony Rendon turns on it and hits it out in right center field. The announcers were going nuts. The place was going crazy. Reed Detmer still has to get three outs for a no-hitter. But it was electric. It really was. And again, when a team brings an outfielder or an infielder into pitch, you should go up there and bat the opposite way. Let's even the playing field a little bit, right? You got a lot of guys that go up there against this pitcher and say, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to help my average here. I'm going to hit one out of the park. I'm going to launch angle the the snot out of this ball. Anthony Rendon said, "You know what? He's he's not a pitcher. I'm not a left-handed hitter. Let's let's have some fun," and he still hit a home run. I don't know if Joe Madden, the manager of the Angels, is going to send him up left-handed later in the year when there's a right-handed pitcher go up, go up here and hit left-handed. You're one for one with a home run. Your uh, your uh, slugging percentage is four thousand as a left-handed hitter. And then Detmers goes out, bottom of the ninth. He walked one in the game. He, stri- he only had two strikeouts. 92, 93 was the most he hit on the jugs gun on- with his fastball. But he threw his changeup more than he normally does, and he had Tampa Bay off balance all night. He goes out in the ninth inning. He gets a ground out, a foul out, and then a ground out, and then Yandi Diaz grounds out to shortstop to end the game. And again, this is a guy that before this year, before this game, in his major league career, 2-4, and four, 633 ERA. That's incredible. Uh, but congratulations to him. I'm sure Dan McDonald was excited. I know UL uh, fans got to be excited about this. He was the 22nd pick in the draft. And, you know, they expect him to be good. He is expected to be a major league pitcher for years to come. He just hadn't shown it as of yet. And Detmer said something after the game that was um, really introspective here. He said, I, you know what, if I hadn't pitched well tonight, I kind of expected to be sent down to work on some things. Wow. He was expecting to get sent down to work on some things. And the most important part, as he pointed out, is that the Angels win another game? Angels win another game. They are 21 and 11. They've only got a one game lead over Houston in the American League West. Every other team is under 500. The A's not going to compete this year. The Mariners looks like it's going to be a struggle, even though they brought in Jesse Winker and Eugenio Suarez. Looks like it's going to be a struggle. Rangers, the Rangers are the Rangers. I picked them to go to the playoffs. They're 12-16. and They have already disappointed me. So it looks like Angels-Astros in the American League West. And maybe they both get in the playoffs. Probably a decent chance they both get in the playoffs. But that was fun last night. You know, I watch a lot of baseball. I don't usually uh, use the term fun. That was fun last night. Youngest pitcher to throw a no-hitter since Annabelle Sanchez of the Tigers did it, or the Marlins, I think, did it back, uh, I don't know, in the early 2000s. The other game I was focused on last night was Toronto and the Yankees. I think both these teams make the playoffs. Uh, Tampa's going to have a say in that, obviously. Boston and Baltimore are not going to compete in the American League East, but Toronto 3-0, then it's 3-3. Stanton hits a home run. Giancarlo hits a Stantonian shot, as uh, John Sterling would say on the Yankee broadcast. It's 3 3. There's a uh, hit batter, and all of a sudden the umpire, without warning anybody now, starts throwing people out of the game. What are you doing? And I really, th- I, w- I was watching, I was listening to the, uh, the Mets announcer, uh, I'm sorry, the Yankees announcers. Uh, it's Paul O'Neill. Is one of them, and Paul, former Cincinnati Red, former Yankee, and Paul O'Neill's like, what are these guys doing? Then you get a pitch inside to Dante Bichette, and the Ray or the uh, Blue Jays now want somebody thrown out of the game. Well, they don't throw anybody out, and Paul O'Neill said, "Look, it's an inside pitch. If it, if he doesn't, if his helmet doesn't fly off and his gorgeous locks don't come flying flying out of the uh, batting helmet." Nobody nobody notices. It's just a pitch on the – just inside. I mean, it's, it's an inch from being called a strike. A little bit elevated. Dante – or Bo made it look like, you know, it was right at his head. But the fact that these umpires decided to throw somebody out of the game without a warning – and to be honest, the Blue Jays were going nuts about it. The Yankees were in the dugout looking out there – really perplexed at why somebody got thrown out. Now, Stanton held the bat for a while, walked slowly down the first baseline, flipped the bat when he got about a third of the way down the line. You know, he was antagonizing the Toronto Blue Jays. He had just tied the game with a home run, 3-3. to The Blue Jays take a 5-3 lead to the bottom of the ninth, and then Aaron Judge wins it with a three-run walk-off homer on a hanging slider from the Blue Jays' closer. His name is Romano, not Ray. And the Yankees win the game, improved to 21-8, best record in the American League. Um, In fact, best record in baseball. The Dodgers are 20-8. The Yankees are good. I'm not sure they're great yet. After Garrett Cole, and Nestor Cortez has been great. He's a name you don't know. He's probably, he's been their best pitcher, really. Uh, but after Garrett Cole, it gets kind of dicey. And it, the Yankees are still home run or bust. They had they had six runs last night. They were all on home runs. They were they had six runs, all dingers. They'll play Toronto again today. I think that's a – and it's gotten contentious. I mean, these two teams, they do not get along. They do not get along. So Stanton hit a three-run homer. Judge hit a three-run homer. They win 6-5. to five. I would rather be the Toronto Blue Jays in this situation or the Tampa Bay Rays or even Houston, because my pitching is going to not allow your guys to hit home runs. They're not going to be able to hit those three-run home I'm not going to allow it, right? Stanton strikes out a lot. Judge strikes out a lot. Joey Gallo strikes out more than anybody in the league. The Yankees are all about launch angle, exit velocity, home runs. We will take the walks, which they do. And we'll live with the strikeouts, but we're going to hit home runs. And when you get to the playoffs, if you're stopped from hitting home runs, you're not going to win these games. Yankees-Toronto 12-35 today. we got three early games, including uh, the Reds hosting Milwaukee. I tell you, the Reds, they played hard last night. Milwaukee beat them 5-4, but they do look a little bit different than they did during that Awful, awful April and early May. All right, we'll take a break. NBA to talk about. We'll go get back to the NFL broadcast team question. If you had to pick one NFL broadcast team to call the game you're watching, who would it be? All that and more. You're listening to Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back, Spears on Sports, presented by m M&M and Cartage. John Spears in studio. m M&M and Cartage hotline is open, 502-384-1450, 384-1450. If you'd like to uh, help me out with the conversation, the Thornton's text line open as well, 502-414-1450. Download Thornton's Refreshing Rewards app today. Great offers and savings on fuel every day with the Thornton's Refreshing Rewards app. Download it today and hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. You heard the commercial. The Big X Golf Cards are ready. The card features Chariot Run, Old Capital Golf Club, Elk Run, Valley View, and Christmas Lake in Santa Claus, Indiana. You can play these great courses for under $25 a round with the 2022 Big X Sports Radio Golf Card. Get yours today at BigXSportsRadio.com or call 812-725-1457. Chariot Run, Old Capital Golf Club, Elk Run, Valley View, and Christmas Lake, under $25 a round, cart included. Get yours today. Supplies are limited. I'll get to the NFL broadcast question. It's it's fascinating to me because these are incredible broadcast teams. CBS has Jim Nance and Tony Romo, who you've been able to hear for a few years now. Fox has the very underrated Kevin Burkhart. And Tom Brady will join him once he is done playing professional football. Um, Then we don't know what Tom Brady you're going to get. Are you going to get New England Tom Brady, who never said a whole lot, kept all his cards close to the vest? Or are you going to get Tampa Tom Brady, who uh, got hammered in the the Super Bowl celebration, tossed the trophy from one boat to another, had to be helped back to the car, and will say what's on his mind and tell you how he feels now. All of a sudden, when he's out from under Belichick's reign, NBC will replace Al Michaels with Mike Tirico. Tirico, professional, very, very good play-by-play guy as well. He'll join Chris Collinsworth in the booth. ESPN gets Joe Buck and Troy Aikman for Monday Night Football. Gets those two guys from Fox and Amazon. Amazon brings Al Michaels on board and adds Kirk Herbstreit. Uh, we know him as a great college football analyst. Will he translate to the NFL? So those are the five major broadcast teams that we're going to get. Um, well, not this coming year because Tom Brady's still going to play, but we'll have four of them this coming year and then the Burkhart-Brady connection with Fox after Brady's done. And the question's going to be, um, you know, if you got one game you're watching, this is your game, this is your team, which of these five do you want calling the game? Who is more interesting to you? And you can, you can say the Manning brothers too, right? You can say, look, I want the Manning cast. I want Peyton and, uh, and Eli sitting on their couches watching the game just like you and I do and talking about it. You know that, I did watch a lot of that this past year. It was better than watching the regular Monday Night Football broadcast. It just was. It was more entertaining. They had guests in, and they were funny. Sometimes in a vulgar way. I think uh, Eli did a double bird on, on the air one day. He got a little, got a little heat for that. But that's going to be the question. Speaking of Tom Brady, we, I made the announcement yesterday, or I, 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 I read the report yesterday, passed it along, that when he quits playing NFL football, he is going to be the number one lead game analyst on Fox and he'll join Kevin Burkhart. Underrated, by the way. I know I said that, and that's twice. I wanted to overstate how underrated Kevin Burkhart was. I saw this today. Tom Brady, he signed 10 years with Fox, $375 million. That is more money than he will make through his entire NFL playing career. If he quits after this season coming up, He's going to make roughly $300 million playing football. He's going to make $375 in 10 years as a football analyst on Fox. That's unbelievable to me. The salaries that these guys are commanding, and it started with Romo. Romo got paid, and then Aikman got mad. He moves on so he could get paid. And now uh, Brady's going to get paid. And why do these... Why do these networks do this? Because it pays off in the long run. I mean, Tom Brady's under contract, and he'll have to do some personal appearances. He'll have to talk to advertisers. He may have to golf with some advertisers. He'll have to meet with some people, to, t- you know, just an appearance, and say, hey, we got uh, such a an- – Mercedes-Benz may want to team up and, uh, and be a corporate partner – we, we'd like you to meet with the executives. They're going to give you a new Mercedes, and they want you to maybe, you know maybe be a spokesman for Mercedes-Benz. Can you do that for us, Tom? For 375 mil? Sure, I can do it. No problem. All right, uh, NBA last night, not much to write home about last night. These NBA playoffs have been great, and I say this all the time. NBA is greater than college basketball. It just is. It's a better product. It's more exciting. It's more entertaining. Better games most of the time. Last night was not one of those times when there were better games. Miami won the first two at home. Joel Embiid was not playing for the Sixers with, among other things, an orbital fracture. That just sounds bad, by the way. He came back in games three and four, played at home in Philly. They won both games, had a mask on. He. You know, not the Scream mask, which I think, I think you should wear the Scream mask. Wouldn't it be great to see Joel Embiid lugging down the court, wearing the mask from the movie Scream? It'd be awesome. But I digress. Game five last night was an absolute mismatch. Absolute mismatch. 120-85. to 85. It was 31-19 after the first quarter. The Heat was still up 12 at halftime. Uh, they were up 15 after three, and then they just, just dismantled Miami in the second half. There was a scary moment in the first half where one of the Heat hit the ball while it was in Joel Embiid's hands, and the ball hit Embiid in the face. He went down like a sniper got him. I mean, he went down. You could... he he you could he was in tears it is incredible to me that a guy with a torn ligament in his shooting thumb and an orbital fracture which is right above your eye is playing in the playoffs and is playing well in the playoffs he played very well in games 3 and 4 now last night Miami did a great job. Embiid had 17 points and five rebounds. He led the team. They they only had three players in double figures last night. Embiid had 17. uh, Harden had 14, but he was back to old James Harden or more recent James Harden. And uh, Tobias Harris added 12. Jimmy Butler was Jimmy Butler again for Miami. 23 points, nine rebounds, six assists. Um, Max Strauss- Give me some strudel. Max Strauss was uh, not, had 19 points, 10 rebounds. He's that shooter that they found. I mean, we know about Tyler Hero. But Max Strauss all of a sudden is that guy that you go, who? Oh, he was 7 of 13 from the field, 4 of 10 from 3. 19 po- Oh, yeah, added 10 rebounds. Do you know where Max Strauss went to college? Well, he started at Lewis University. Which, was in, which is in the same conference that Bellerman used to be in. And he finished his career as a DePaul Blue Demon. Those are the two schools, and that's why you didn't know where Max Struess went to school. Seven Miami Heat players were in double figures last night. Bam Adebayo had 12 points, um, Gabe Vincent had 16, PJ Tucker had 10. Oladipo, 13 off the bench. Hero had 10 off the bench. It was a total dismantling. And the post-game conversation, as it always is, is going to be this series is over now. They took the heart out of the Philadelphia 76ers. But what you've got to remember, and it's the same during the World Series, if, if a team loses in a World Series game, and we've seen them do it, The Arizona Diamondbacks lost a World Series game to the Yankees, I think 16 to 1. It's one game. It's just like losing 4 to 3. Losing 16 to 1 is just like losing 4 to 3. You can't tell me different. Losing 120 to 85 last night is the same result as if you lost 99 to 98. You lost one game in the series. Remember when the Yankees had a 3-0 lead on the Red Sox? Game three, the Yankees won uh, in Yankee Stadium. I think it was 18-6. to They were up 3-0. It was 2004. They were up three games to none. And everybody said, wow. They just took the heart away from the Red Sox. Red Sox won the next eight games and won the World Series. Four against the Yankees, four against the Cardinals. Didn't lose again. Got destroyed in game three of that American League Championship Series. It's one game. And when you get to game seven, if the Philadelphia 76ers can bounce back tomorrow night and get to game seven, you never know. Philadelphia is a two and a half point favorite on the road, on the, at home tomorrow. Two and a half point favorite. They lost by 35 last night. Forty-six hours later, they are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Same rosters. Same rosters. Nobody, Kyle Lowry didn't play for the Heat last night. Probably won't play in game six. I wouldn't play him if I'm Eric Spolster because I might need him in game seven, and I don't want him tweaking that left hamstring any more than he has to. And I say this all the time. Vegas knows more than I do. There's a reason Philadelphia is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Butler's going to play. Adebayo's going to play. Hero's going to play. Max Struess is going to play. Everybody for the Heat's going to play. Why is Philadelphia a a two-and-a-half-point favorite? I don't know. Maybe because they beat Miami twice at home already? It's one game. One game. And I'm going to say the same thing about the Western Conference. Phoenix and Dallas 110-80 last night. It's one game. Phoenix was feeling their oats last night, man. They were feeling their oats. 61-34 in the second half. Whew. Onslaught at the end of that game. And Philadelphia, I know James Harden scored 31 points in game four. I, it, it, Doc Rivers, I don't know when when you have to decide to take James Harden out of the game, or do you just have to live with it? He was 5 of 13 last night, 2 of 6 from three-point land. Uh, five uh, Now, four turnovers. He had six rebounds, four assists, so he had four assists, four turnovers. That's not good. But you're invested now. You traded Ben Simmons. You got rid of that nightmare. You get Harden back. When Once you got Harden in the building, that's it. It's Harden and it's Embiid. And you throw a little Tyrese Maxey in there. By the way, Tyrese Maxey's been great. The UK product. Last night, 2 of 10, 9 points. Last night he had a bad game. I expect him to bounce back tomorrow night. He's that good. He is, at worst, at worst, the third best player on that team. That throw, That's throwing out Tobias Harris, Danny Green, Anybody else you want to mention off of that bench? He's the third best player on that team, if not the second best player, because for this series, most nights he's been better than James Harden. All right, we'll take a break. We'll break down Phoenix's win over Dallas. Not a whole lot to break down there, as I mentioned, 110 to 80. And I'll get back to my NFL question. Which broadcast team do you want to listen to when you're watching your game? Phoenix Hill Richard, when you're watching your Buccaneers play, Which one of those five would you want to listen to? Tony Burke, when you're watching your Minnesota Vikings, when I'm watching my Tennessee Titans, if I had my choice, who would I choose to call the game? Let's take a break. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back. Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio on this Wednesday final segment. No Tony Burke. In studio today, Uh, golf, obviously more important to Tony Burke. The uh, Big X golf cards are ready. Get yours today at BigXSportsRadio.com or call 812-725-1457. You can play Chariot Run, Old Capital Golf Club, Elk Run, Valley View, Christmas Lake, under $25 a round, cart included. With the 2022 Big X Sports Radio golf card, supplies are limited, so get yours today. Let's go to the M&M Cartage Hotline. Bring in my man, Ed. He was uh, thinking about coming in and doing the show live with me today, but um, I hope uh, Patricia Peak is doing all right. That lovely, lovely woman. Um, Ed, is she doing all right?
1: <laughs> she's doing fine. She just have to have, she has to have her eyes dilated from time to time to test on them and things like that, but she's fine. Okay, and good. And they don't want you to thrive after you've had your eyes dilated. So that, uh, you know, coming back from the – uh, eye doctor, I got to the uh, car here and I heard the last part of your uh, question there. Who would you rather have now? Uh, and I did not hear your five choices. Okay, let me, get, I- let, let me
0: get let give them to you. Alright?
1: Okay.
0: Let me give them to you real quick because I, I love this okay. question. Uh, okay. You're going to watch your favorite NFL team play and you get your choice of these announcing crews. Jim Nance and Tony Romo, Mike Tirico and Chris Collinsworth, they'll be doing the NBC games this fall. Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, they're moving to Monday Night Football on ESPN. Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet, who are going to be doing games on Amazon Prime. And the last one is Kevin Burkhart and Tom Brady, who signed with Fox yesterday. That duo will be doing games as soon as Brady retires. So you got Nansen Romo, Tarico and Collinsworth, Buck and Aikman, Michaels and Herbstreet, or Kevin Burkhart and Tom Brady. Who you got?
1: Well, since I've not heard Tom Brady do a game and analyze yeah. it, I have that, that doubt. Uh, that, that's an X. Uh, I would, now, Tirico has really, really risen in the ranks. Love in NBC. him.
0: He does a uh, lot of different he things. He can host, studio host, yeah. and he can also – he's called Notre Dame football. Um, he's called some some uh, NFL games as well when they double up on Sunday nights. So he's filled in for Al Michaels on Sunday nights before. He's really talented.
1: I thought he did a great job hosting the Derby. Sure. I thought he did a great – that's a long time. It's a long day. To be on the air. And they were on longer than just on NBC. They were on uh, their other – whatever you the, call They were on – um, Peacock and
0: – What were they on?
1: Yeah. yeah. All, Peacock yeah. and all, whatever it was. USA. And, yeah, USA. I mean, yeah, that, a, that was it. Every, everybody's getting into the in, – now, I understand – anyway, this is getting away to the point. No more NBC <laughs> Sports Channel. It's Peacock now. It's Peacock. I, I it, or or got, USA, whatever. And you got to pay a well.
0: premium if you want the good stuff on Peacock, and I'm just not going to do it.
1: At least, At least not yet. At least not yet. I don't
0: know. All right, so that, uh, that leaves now me.
1: Now, your first one is Tariqo and who?
0: Tariqo and Chris Collinsworth.
1: Okay, second?
0: Nance and Romo.
1: Well, that there you go. Nance and Romo is my, my team. If those five... Nancy Romo's my team. Why? And uh, Colin, uh I would think that uh, Buck and uh, Troy. I, I just, I, I'm sorry, I just can't get excited about uh, uh, Joe and, and, and Troy anymore. I, they 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 were good early, and they they kind of they flattened out. I guess is the best way to put it. I think Romo, we I think it's, we it's,
0: see too much of Joe Buck. I think we see too much of Joe Buck because he does a lot nah, of baseball on Fox. He does the World Series on Fox. He does all these NFL games on Fox or he did do them on Fox. I would imagine if he signed with ESPN, you're going to be you're going to see him doing some baseball somewhere down the line on ESPN. I'm I think yeah, you I think sometimes but, you're oversaturated yeah. with Joe Fo- Joe Buck.
1: But but you know what? Uh, well, of course his, his father didn't do all that much, but his father did uh, Jack Buck did the Cardinals oh, it was uh, great. baseball on Facebook. He was great. But he did the World Series every yep. year. Uh, I never got tired of him. I never got tired of Ben Scully. I mean, who could ever get tired of Ben Scully? But Joe Buck, ben Scully it, didn't but Joe
0: Buck is not Jack Buck, and he's not Ben Scully. I don't think he's no, as I, good as either one of those guys.
1: And I don't think he's bad. Now, no, I don't, I, don't don't, I don't either. I don't either. But, yeah, he's not as good as either one of those guys. Absolutely. Now, if you want to get into who I think – now I'm going to go right, right to the chase here. Uh, okay. And this is me. This is just me, the greatest all-time uh, uh, analyst. There's, there, there's one, and he's it, to me, he's Mr. Football.
0: Oh, Mr. Football analyst, John Madden.
1: John Madden. There's absolutely yeah. none better. Now, well, you John can't have
0: John Madden. Uh, Ed, he passed away. You can't have him.
1: I, I, I know. I'm saying, but All I'm right. saying, if we're going, to, let's pick some. You know no he's, he's great no he was
0: great he was the best He he set the standard right he set the bar well, as high as it could be set
1: to me he he could make a, a lady who never watched football sit down and on a sunday afternoon and he could entertain her and explain things in a way that there's that, that he just had that knack of being able to explain things so easily and not make it convoluted. you know coaches well, if the X goes yeah. here, we drop the zero here. We drop the, you know, we're going to play cover two, and then if they get in this, we're going to go cover three. I mean, women, women, and most of the public don't know what a cover. Can care less what a cover three is. Most uh,
0: men don't know what a cover three is either. Ed, just let's don't <laughs> let's don't be misogynistic about this. No. Most men don't know it either. I
1: don't. I don't know if there is a cover three. I know there there's is a cover, a cover There's
0: a cover zero. How about that? I bet you uh, there's a cover zero.
1: Uh, all right, let me let me that's tell amazing. you. Hey, me, that's that's that that's that male defense. Everybody. There you go. The they cover, they
0: them. don't cover anybody. I get it. Um, <laughs> this one intrigues no. me though. And on Amazon Prime, Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet. Now we know what Al Michaels brings to the table. Does Kirk Herb transfer from college to NFL seamlessly? That's my question. I'm I'm very interested to see.
1: Well, here's my answer. He is absolutely the best at doing college football. Yep, I agree. It's a a different game. It's different. You got to. There's different things you're going to have to point out. And uh, Herbie's Herbie's a smart guy. He'll he'll he'll. Well, I catch on. He he knows football. Uh, And when you deal with an audience, you know everybody doesn't always think. Well, guys go in there, and and we could go away. We could go through fifty different analysts and fifty different announcers. Everybody doesn't know everything about the game. Or some people oh, sure. know a lot more about the game than you think they do. So there's that fine balance there of telling them not more than they should know or trying to say, hey, look, stupid, that's a handoff or it's a, it's a 30-yard pass. There's that balance there where you and – it, and it's it, it's an art, let me tell you. It, 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 it's an art. I, I don't know that I could ever do it. Uh, I, I would love to someday be, an and that's that'll never ever happened. And be an analyst, but it, it, it's just a—it's it, an art. It, it really is. It, you had it's Tony not Burke easy. For Twenty-five years.
0: Yeah, I did. No, I did. No. You got to know when to talk, and you got to know when to not talk.
1: And and you and, and okay, and, and, and let's be let's be honest. You you were the same ex broadcast.
0: I was. And
1: in most in most cases, you and Tony. Uh, you know you're for the the green and gold. Well, Absolutely. if you say something bad about the green and gold, and there's a parent out there or there's a fan, well, he doesn't like saying that. You're just painting the picture, and there—that's another thing. You paint the picture for the listener. Now I, I know I, that sounds kind of—I never said
0: anything bad about a kid, but I, if there was a bad play or a bad play call, I definitely would say it. I, I never had any problem. Um. Keeping it balanced, fair and balanced, as as Fox News would say. I never had any problem keeping it fair and balanced. If I thought it was a bad call or a bad play on Saint X's part, I would say so.
1: No, that's uh, but, not. That's you know, not you, always true. But but, been, uh, I, I you don't, don't have to not do not, it in a mean
0: but, way. You don't have to do it in a mean way. No, I wouldn't no, say that about no. the other team either. If the other team made a bad play, I'd say that's eh, a bad play. Got to move on to, to the know next your one.
1: Got to know, know your what audience. You're yeah. I mean, uh, these are high school kids
0: now. People say, yeah, well. Yeah. I would never say anything bad kid, about a high school kid. Why should,
1: should a high school kid be any different than, than, a, than a pro football player? Because they're a well, high school that's kid. A that's why. professional. a high school kid. Here, right. Here's
0: the difference in these guys, okay? Romo, long career at Dallas. Chris Collinsworth, we know what he did. Troy Aikman, Tom Brady, Hall of Famers. Kirk Herbstreet, cup of coffee in the NFL. That's the one guy that didn't have a long career in the NFL, and he's going to be an analyst here. I think he'll be great. I hope he's great because I like Herbie a lot. But you just don't know. I'm very intrigued to see. I mean, it, it, uh, and look, uh, look, my pick right now would be Kevin Burkhart and Tom Brady because Kevin Burkhart, I think, is one of the most underrated guys out there. He's fantastic. He, he was the second – lead on Fox before Joe Buck left. Now he's the lead guy on Fox. And Tom Brady, if if we get Tampa Tom Brady and not New England Tom Brady, I think it could be great. I think it could be great.
1: So, I, so that's I'm my not opinion. as familiar with Kevin Burkhart as you oh, are. He's great. I,
0: World Series studio host and he, he does a game every Sunday on the NFL oh, on Fox.
1: Yes, yes, I am. I think he's fabulous. Now I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I think he's great. Yeah, Okay. Okay,
0: now one other quick thing. All right, make it Another, quick. Uh, make it quick.
1: Okay, uh, well, you know me. Uh, no. <laughs> we, talk all, we talk all the time about the analysts and making things easy. Uh, the best post game, and I talk about post games, and by the time the, the game ends and it's midnight or 1230 and it's the World Series, all you want to do is go to bed. Well, one year I was in San Diego with my wife, and we watched the, the World Series at our hotel, and it, out there it was only 9 o'clock, and on the East Coast it's 12 or 1230. Here's who came on with the post game on on Fox. Okay. Post game. Okay. Pete Rose, uh, Alec Arod, Frank Thomas, uh, Big Hurt. Yep. And Frank Thomas.
0: And they were and all with Burkhart. Burkhart was the host.
1: They were. I thought Burkhart did a great job of mixing those three games. Pete Rose was outstanding as an analyst. It's just a shame that they had to let him go. That, that's it. And I'm not saying that he was right or wrong or I mean I, yeah. I'm not going to that part today. right I'm just saying it, it is a darn shit yeah he
0: knew the game there's yeah. no question about that he knew the yeah. game thank you buddy I'll talk to you soon
1: hey hey, hey what other quick thing make it quick uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh and I didn't know we have a time limit
0: on this show yeah just so you know <laughs>
1: uh, I think uh, Kevin uh, uh Harlan is one of the best yes. radio play by guys yeah. around thank you buddy good Kevin, to hear from
0: you yeah. Yeah, Kevin Harlan, Stan Van Gundy. Give me Stan Van Gundy is the best uh, a- analyst on TNT right now. Reggie Miller's good in those NBA games. Give me Stan Van Gundy. Not Jeff. Give me Stan. He's fantastic. All right, Phoenix, again, whitewashes Dallas last night. Booker had 28 for the, uh, for the Suns. Only three uh, for Dallas. Luka had 28. Jalen Brunson had 21. The other three starters combined for eight points. Uh, game six tomorrow night. Phoenix an early two-point favorite. I just right, give you a couple winners tonight. Milwaukee at Boston, game five in the Garden. Celtics, five-and-a-half-point favorites. I think they win the game here. I think they've found something in these last three games. They're the better team, but I think Milwaukee keeps it close for most of the action here. I'm going to take the five-and-a-half in Milwaukee. I don't think they win. In fact, I hope they don't win, but I do think they cover. Golden State at Memphis. No Ja Morant. Uh, Memphis played well enough to win game four in Golden State, but still lost. Golden State missed their first 15 threes in that game. They're not going to do that again. Golden State, four-point favorite on the road. No Ja Morant. They can close out the series. I know it's desperation time for Memphis here, but without Ja, I think this is, uh, is going to be Golden State tonight. So Boston plus the five-and-a-half uh, – I'm sorry, Milwaukee plus the five-and-a-half at Boston – and I'm going to take Golden State minus the four in Memphis. I'm taking both road teams tonight. I took both home teams last night. That worked out. Taking both home teams tonight. All right. Uh, don't forget, we got uh, bats baseball tonight. Bats lost last night, eight to one to Toledo. That series continues at Slugger Field. If you can't get out to the game tonight, you can uh, listen right here on the Big X. Six oh five pregame, right after the Mike Rutherford show. Six thirty five. First pitch, bats, and the Toledo Mud Hens on the Big X tonight. Um, early baseball today. Toronto leads the Yankees 1 0 after 1. The Reds lead Milwaukee 1 0, still batting in the first. Dodgers and Pittsburgh scoreless after 1. See you tomorrow on Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X.